0: What's up everybody um welcome back to i guess the 25th episode of two belts ah the 25th episode the quarter century mark and unfortunately we i guess you know we the, our, my partner in crime is missing in action right now um he's just not here so we have the great back. we we have to have him back um
1: i'm, I'm just glad i'm just really glad that i i was Able to be reached. Yeah. When, when
0: this came up. <laughs> <laughs> right in these like moments of the so- show. So, this is we we have obviously Justin Davis, OG Johnny Five. If you listened to the yeah. show two weeks ago, um, where we talked about the Rap is a Work podcast, which got like a yeah. lot of great feedback from a lot of a lot of different people got a lot of great feedback um awesome. from people I know and people that we both know mutually um it's, it's 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 going very very well and you know you wanted to be back for the post SummerSlam, um post SummerSlam talk and here we are it's post SummerSlam. we're living in this post yeah. this post undertaker tapping out world um <laughs>
1: hold on hold on we'll get to that we'll get to that, we'll get to that.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right. We right and wrong. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that, but um, yeah. I mean, first thing I want to do is like, and this is completely off, off, you know, just off the cuff. Um, a good, I I want to give a shout out to a writer, Erica Ramirez. We both know her. Yeah. So I'd like to give a shout out to Erica Ramirez from um, previously, I guess, who's now ending her tenure at Billboard. Um, and moving on to Rookie Magazine, which is like a, 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 um, a magazine for like young teenagers and up and coming, which is like great in her lane for I just sort of want to give her a shout out. Um, mm-hmm. She gave me my first major article ever. I pitched it to her and she accepted it and she went with it and she edited it and all that sort of stuff like that. I working at, um, at a radio station previously. I mean, at this radio station that I'm at currently now, WCCR City College Radio, I did a radio show called The Billboard Blast, where I essentially run down um, the Billboard charts. I run down sales for the week and, like, you know, all the different songs in the top 40. And that was sort of my stick. It was bringing new songs. It was updating the people on which was the number one song and and how it follows for that. And from there, I've always, always wanted to write for Billboard. Always and she made pretty much my dream of writing for billboard come true i've never been so proud of that moment when i saw my article on billboard.com and we talked about it we talked about it a few months ago on your voice of the voiceless podcast yeah but um i have that like i i i took a screenshot of the actual article and it's like hanging above my desk at work cuz i'm yeah. just so very very proud of just that moment just like finally that moment <laughs> So I want to give a shout-out, you know, to Erica Ramirez. I don't know. She'll she listen, or whether or not she'll listen. I just want to do this anyway, just out the fondness of my heart, because that meant a lot to me. Like, it meant really, really a lot. So shout-out to Erica M- Ramirez. Hurricane Erica's moving through to, <laughs> to Rookie yeah. Magazine. Um, I know, yeah, you, you've you you've written for Billboard, too, right, Justin? Yeah,
1: me me and Erica are actually... Um, we, we work together a lot. Um, she... Uh, came to me actually uh last december for the atlanta article they did they did a big story on atlanta
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um she basically gave me full reign and she was like hey i want you to i trust you to do this i want you know it, you know tell me who's the hottest out right now and you know i when i was in virginia i was of course in atlanta back and forth all the time i love that city it was like my second home and um yeah, like she, me and her work really, really well together. Like she's given me a lot of great opportunities and I'm just, you know, proud to have known her, you know, as a person yeah. and, and and to be able to talk to her and, and have her number and reach out to her. So yeah, like when I, when I found that out, it was like, oh man, that, that's, that's a huge loss for Billboard. But as far as growth, it's great for her. Like where she's going right now is like such a great place. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a, that's a demographic that needs to be reached. So right. I mean, I feel like she
2: can, she can reach it very, right. very well.
0: Very, right, right. I mean, yeah, she she's doing a great job. She's She did great for the Juice for Billboard and just from promoting R&B and hip-hop and, you know, all that great stuff. So shout-out to you, Erica. Um, I'm going to at you in this anyway, so hopefully you listen to it. But well, I just want to mm-hmm. give a shout-out for that moment. Um,
1: yeah, shout-out to Growth. Shout-out to her. Shout-out to Growth,
0: yeah. It's, uh, wondering, like, what's the next step and what's the – I've always I'm – I'm still trying to figure that out um a a while ago i gave up um this goes in which is my own personal blog website and i've just been really trying to like grow and figure out what's next and i knew this goes in was cool and i knew a lot of my friends respected me for it because i was really their sort of voice and sort of delivering them new music but i felt like i wouldn't be i wouldn't i wouldn't have known you if i didn't sort of leave this goes in behind and sort of branch out and do maybe and do a lot of freelance things and join different places and do all that so mm-hmm. yeah definitely shout out to growth let's keep growing let's keep let's never settle for you know just the status quo and what's in what's po- and just what you have right now continue to strive to grow and you'd only get better
1: yeah absolutely and she, she's somebody that i definitely look up to as a, as a peer
0: oh me too and, yeah
1: um She's she's always looked out, you know, no ego, you know, no ego, no none of that type of stuff. And right. I find that lately with like music writing, there's a lot of that. Yeah, and she she is completely in a lot of ways. Like from what I, you know, just being around her and, and having conversation with her, she she's completely selfless. Like she but she she wants to put everybody on and I think that you know that's super respectable in her industry.
0: Right. It's super refreshing and you can tell just from the amount of praise that she's got. A lot of pra- you can tell from a lot of just like the praise and everyone's got in the comments that when people move on, I know um, another writer Rob Markman moved on from MTV to to Genius now he's writing for you know previously rap Genius now Genius and you can just see the respect from everybody that's kind of one of the legacy I'd mm-hmm. like to leave behind similar to yours as well when you when everyone moves on to a bigger thing it's just like you can tell from the praise and the respect from everybody from your peers from the people you work with from the people you've interviewed from the people everyone from the top to the bottom just sort of gives you that respect that's that's sort of the legacy I'm going to leave behind nobody
2: respects nobody respects me I want to
0: like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. No one respects you. I, I. 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 I disagree. No, people. People.
1: People respect me. I think a lot of people tolerate me, but. I think people, <laughs>
0: respect, <me. laughs> I think people respect you. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Um, Shit. Sh- I, I want to also talk about. I mean, I guess if, if Carlos was here, I would talk about this. Um, we'd. He'd have a lot more comments on this situation. Um, so two weeks ago, we. I guess it was two weeks ago. Um, I don't know if you know our most subscribed to podcast on... um, Not subscribed, but most listened to podcast on SoundCloud got taken down. Unfortunately. Yeah. We had a five-minute podcast about... um, We reviewed ASAP Rocky's LSD video. Mm -hmm. So we had the video playing in the background, and we were talking over it. Me, Carlos, and the guest at the time, Jimmy. Shout out to Jimmy. um, We're recorded a podcast about it and it was taken down. It was they it was a, reportedly, you know, they got something from Sony to so take it down. Um I've appealed it and since then in terms of an update on that, um I got the email from SoundCloud a couple of days ago saying, "No, your appeal has not gone through and you have your first strike against your account." Which wow. com- yeah, it completely fucking sucks. It completely sucks, especially as a paying customer. Like I pay I, I pay the $15 a month for the unlimited, you know, unlimited, you know, bandwidth or whatever, the, the unlimited time to post on it and, and all that stuff because just it's... it's SoundCloud is one of the most, like, frequent music mediums that you can just sort of go to and people will understand it as opposed to what I was doing before. We were doing Podomatic before. Um, yeah, I was doing that too.
1: Podomatic is, like, super, like, weird.
0: Yeah, it's just... It, I mean, we still got views, but it was just super weird. It just wasn't... It wasn't you know is easy and it's not even like embeddable like if you could you can literally just play soundcloud off twitter um yeah. but yeah i feel some type of way now i just kind of want i want to go into business for myself now and just sort of like self-hosting and all that sort of stuff
2: Cause that's the
1: best that's probably the best option for you i mean as you already know soundcloud is very much paid for by the labels at this point
2: yeah Absolutely. so i
1: mean it, it's like i'm i'm it, on one end i'm i'm super surprised but on the other end i'm not because yeah not only that but i don't know how critical the review was but regardless of how critical or or how positive it was i could see them doing that doing that shit because you know they're cracking down on soundcloud they're tired of it because everybody's moving to spotify and other mediums right you don't really have to pay to listen to anything on, on soundcloud yeah
0: absolutely i mean it's 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 unfortunate um Luckily, I mean, people out there have asked for the podcast, and I've just sort of like emailed it to them. I don't know whether I get in trouble for that or whatnot, but no, I I've won't. just, <laughs> but I've just sort of emailed it to them. But um, yeah, I mean, if you still want to listen to that podcast, it's a pretty cool podcast. It's only five minutes. That was like the podcast we used to get people involved. Not a lot mm-hmm. of people. I get a lot of like comments from friends, like, "Oh my god, this podcast is so long!" Even though like we run a pretty, pretty short pod. Like it's usually under an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, this was just a five-minute, just like a teaser, just like, here you go, here's what we are about, you know, jokes, analytical music stuff, all that stuff in between, here we are. And a lot of people liked it. I think a lot of people went to it because – I tagged ASAP Rocky
1: in it, <laughs> so I'm assuming that's probably why. Yeah, I'm he probably, assuming
0: that's why. Just, I think he probably the
1: probably saw your shit. He probably saw that shit and was like, "Nah, fuck that, B." <laughs> no, nah, that reminds me of like when I didn't get to go to South by Southwest last year, and this was like around the time like Rick Ross Mastermind it came out. And if anybody knows, like I'm like the hugest Rick Ross fan like ever. Right but I didn't like Mastermind very much. So, like, I wrote this <laughs> review for it, and it came out for the stash, and I was like, you know, Rick Ross, isn't, he's not pulling, he's not hes surprising us anymore. There's no more wow factor with his music anymore. Right. So, like, I had, um, Complex had their Complex house at, at Southwest Southwest a year ago, mm-hmm. and, I, you know, they, they were like, if you can get out here, you know, we got you. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get a buddy pass, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go out there. And so I, I fly from Virginia to Atlanta because you know that's the hub. That's like the, the one hub that gets you to, to Texas, right. where I was. Virginia's hell to fly out from <laughs> it just it's in the middle of everywhere. Like the, the our airport is super shitty and it's super small. It's not a hub. Like no one flies into that. Right. Yeah, like no, nobody flies in. And I get there and I'm sitting down and I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm chilling. And I see. I, I turn and I see uh, Rick Ross's DJ. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, so Rick Ross might be in this flight, cool. And then I see, like, mad other people on there, and I was like, oh, so his whole crew's going to be there. Little do I know, like, they bought out every seat on the plane. Wow. And they pushed back everybody. So, you know, you have a buddy pass. Um, it's basically how what, whatever seat is left over. Mm-hmm. Basically, everybody's seat, like, from A to B or C or D or whatever, got bought out to, to fit his entourage, and everything got pushed back.
2: Wow. So I'm like,
1: what the fuck? I see Rick Ross slide past, literally glide past me. Like, this is the this is the this is a big. This is when he was fat though. Yeah, he had he had the moves like he was fucking Steph Curry to get into the terminal <laughs> and into the plane. And I was like, oh my god! Like Rick Ross just really screwed me out of going to South by Southwest. Like I literally was stuck in Atlanta uh, all day trying to get a flight to Houston, but it was it was impossible. Shit, so that, re- that reminds me of that situation.
0: Have you ever gone to South by Southwest?
1: Um, No. Uh, I, of course, couldn't go this year because I I just moved uh, out to California. Yeah. And last year was probably my my best bet to go. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. This
1: is my best bet.
0: Yeah. Damn. I don't know. It's just very, very disheartening well not it's not too much disheartening i'm not like losing sleep over at all but it's just like fuck man that was a great that was a great podcast and if they're just taking shit down i had a i had we reviewed a couple other music videos like we reviewed like big sean's all your fault and like the i know one with janae aiko which Mm -hmm. like surprisingly we made like i i for both of those videos i don't really think any of them were pretty notable they all came out around the same time but I yeah. feel like we made like gold out of it just from like observing it and like critiquing it. But I don't know. I'm I've been thinking of a backup plan. I'm just trying to. So I guess stay put, tuned. Put it on.
1: Um, maybe nah. You can't do it on YouTube. They'll take it down.
0: I was already just thinking YouTube, man. I was st- I was so thinking YouTube. Not even just like I'm still thinking YouTube. I need a. I, I definitely we definitely need a backup place. So yeah. if like our account is taking down, not everything is lost, and not everyone not not knows because my the SoundCloud. Account is linked to the iTunes, so if the RSS feed for the SoundCloud is gone, all the
1: iTunes school stuff is gone. So, wait, so I, I think though, I think YouTube might be a good a good choice because I mean, at least they'll let you tag the song within it. You That's know? true, absolutely. So you, so you don't get in trouble.
0: Absolutely. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to think of that. We'll we'll start up the Two Bells YouTube page eventually. But um, with, with speaking of, I guess your review of Rick Ross, I kind of want to get into this um this weekend album. Um, the weekend's album, I guess it's in stores as of today. So we're recording this Friday, August whatever date it is, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in stores today. Um, it leaked last week, like last week Friday, um, yeah. which was which is always a bit sketchy for me because I always feel like I mean albums leak. I think now they leak more closer in in the week as opposed to like completely a week ahead. I find it a little bit suspicious it leaked you know last week Friday. Um, I, and he was I, ready for it. Yeah, and he was I, ready for it. Yeah, I, f- I found <laughs> it. He, he had the snippets already of the other songs. He's downplaying it, like he didn't. You know, I, I'm always a little bit, sus- I'm suspicious of every leak now, especially that you know when they had that ASAP Rocky one a couple months ago for a lot, I believe, and yeah. um, just, just a few others. I'm, I'm more skeptical of any. I like now all of Drake's early leaks, like. Drake's t- Drake's initial album, Thank Me Later, leaked like two weeks before it came out. <laughs> and yeah. now I'm just thinking, and that was a top-selling album, so now I'm just even thinking of that. But The Weeknd's album, Beauty Behind the Madness, um, have you listened to it?
1: Yeah, um, I've listened to it a couple of times. I I think I I like it better than Kiss. I, I actually had to go back in Kissland and kiss land and kind of re on a lot of my opinions on it. It's just, Kislin is just really insular and, and really like kind of uh,
2: yeah. one
1: note yeah. for, for an album. I feel like this, the new album is a lot more dynamic. I I, I like it. I, I'm not going to say I like it a lot. I like it. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to play to both audiences, and he's going to have to choose which one he's, he's going to have to please for the rest of his career and who's going to really be giving him money. Right. Um, The first half is excellent i i think it's it's back to his core right there and mixing it with the the pop edge when it hits the 50 shades of gray song and all the singles and stuff in the second half yeah go ahead and and, uh it's it's kind of like i i really like how he's going for the michael jackson thing i've never had a problem with him sounding like mj at all no but um I don't know. I, I just—it's I, it's something about it. I can't put my finger on it. But it—he it, used to be like this. But this is the thing. He used to be like this, this kind of demonic, depressing, self-loathing type of guy. Now, yeah, he's kind of pushed all of that off of him in a way, onto and projected it onto the the muses of his songs. So it's like it's not about the drugs anymore. But every metaphor, may be about a woman or a drug. It's not about <laughs> him directly affecting the woman it's about their life directly affecting them right and it, it's it's kind of weird how his his narrative has changed and i don't know if a lot of people will notice that he he's like he sounds the same but his his lyrics are very much manufactured if that makes any sense
0: yeah i think i mean it, it definitely is i'm not sure if that's just um the work with the other major producers i guess well there's a very very few major producers he's working with I he's really just working with um max martin and i know he worked with um what's his name? elangelo uh, the yeah Elangelo who um produced the bulk of his like his first three mixtapes but yeah. um yeah i'm not sure if that's just that impacting on it um it's it, the article in the new york times where he gave like his first like real candid real not real candid because complex got you know complex had a week like probably the first
1: weekend interview um, they they did they did but he didn't really reveal much there either. Yeah, like, I feel like the the John Carmonica one was, was like the best one he's ever. done Absolutely,
0: he was way more open, way more candid. I feel like he revealed this plan. Like he was like, yeah, I'm kind of just you know, I'm making this sort of music now, um, just because you know he, he didn't like the reception that Kiss Lane got. I think maybe in terms of releasing Kissland, it was more a step. It wasn't sort of a step back, but I guess it was just like. St- stuck in sort of the same place and not really like moving forward not really progressing his sound um i do a lot of people will sort of i mean i don't even consider it like his real like coming out album or debut album even though it is it is his debut it's like his debut album but like Mm -hmm. this this album is just so much more powerful it's got you know he's he's appealing with a lot more convention a conventional you know songwriting and structures and all of that um he's there's this great the great a great song produced by kanye west called tell your friends which is pro- I, I, arguably my favorite song in the album as much yeah as it's like you said after probably earned it and i can't really listen to the singles anymore because it's we've reached to the point where the weekend is everywhere now um, yeah, it's we we hear him on the radio. I've heard we've heard him probably for the last year straight. Here, that's I, my
1: ma- that that's my major gripe. I'm sorry to cut you off, but nah. like that is that's my major gripe with this. Why is Austin on here?
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's in very very. That came out probably a full year ago.
1: It's a fu- it's a full it's been a full year. Maybe some change. It was a full year ago because Austin and King of the uh, King of the Fall came out. Probably back to back. Right. I was in. As a matter of fact, a year ago, I was visiting California when those songs were coming out, and he put the videos out in August of last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, yeah, it's, I was like, why is often here?
0: I think it's just because it was so popular. It, it, it was surprise. It's like surprisingly popular. That's when I can tell he was sort of bubbling and sort of onto something. And I thought, I think at that moment he could tell too. Because yeah. those songs started, you know, they started charting. They started getting buzz, a lot of different radio play. And it was really that song with Ariana Grande that sort of, like, blew, like, to the moon. And then he yeah. got on the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack and mm. earned it was, like, major in terms of just, like, almost being his first number one record. And now he's got Can't Feel My Face. Like, he's for the entire year, I pretty much heard the we- – so I've heard, you know, I've, I've listened to The Hills, which is an excellent song, I believe and like mm-hmm. the you know can't feel my face you can't really escape that song right now um right. often all those other songs so i've kind of like i'm over sort of the singles of the album but just in terms of the other tracks he's got collaborations with you know Ed Sheeran and Lana Del Rey both um you know didn't i hated the
1: I hated the Ed Sheeran song hated that song it's it's i
0: don't know i'm i'm g-
2: <laughs> yeah
1: I mean I, I don't know him Him talking about being about that life just rubbed me the wrong way <laughs> I think both of them talking about talking like that rubbed me the wrong way I just had to turn it off
2: yeah
0: it's, it's not often you see like male male duets it was very, yeah. very strange actually <laughs> um that that was more that was the most most boggling thing about it because it wasn't even like a you know sometimes you hear a few singers on a song song like um I remember the DJ Khaled song hold you down just so many different singers on that, so many different, like, tones, and they're all singing about the same thing, but it's just, like, they all have the same content, all reach the same audience. It's just so many voices in your ear. I just remember, um, I feel like, I believe you said, in terms of you describing it, it's just, like, oh, just light-skinned niggas all in your ear, whispering from ear to ear, just showing up and things like that. That's how I... Male-to-male duet... It's not that it's so much weird, it was just... It was something about and weekend
1: it. weekend does this a lot. Like weekend does this a lot. Like weekend had a duet with Drake going take care of that. I it like even though good ones go fire, when you sit down and think about these it, like besides these niggas are like moaning like back to back.
0: I'm just like, uh alright. <laughs> oh man, that was such a great he was he was it, would he would he be in the same place if he signed to OVO?
1: Um and, and you know that's a that's a point of that's a really super like point of contention because I feel like what Drake is doing with Party Next Door is what he wanted to do at weekend yeah. and have, have him him uh, ambiguous for as as long as possible and then blow him up right on everyone just so that you know he can he can get maximum exposure mm-hmm. um and and I feel like Party Next Door is in stage three of that where he'll give one interview he'll go back into the darkness and when he comes out with the album whenever that's when we'll get everything that we wanted. Um, I think Weekend always had an idea that he wanted to. He was he was destined to do what he's doing right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, I don't think he would be where he was if he if he signed with Drake because I mean Drake kind of keeps you in that that mode where you're you're a songwriter and a producer. Mm-hmm. And while Weekend is great at both of those things, he was always his own artist. So he he needed to branch out. Right. I
0: I, I agree. Um. Yeah. We see. Hopefully. Um in terms of just talking about Party Next Door just briefly, I just, I I really, I'm hoping for a new album. Um, Party Next Door 2, great. Party Next Door, the initial one, also great. Also great. Everything's, uh, besides, I guess, that EP, which had, uh, eh, the the EP was cool. I mean, it was just just a new music in between, but. It
1: was a hodgepodge. I think that's what it was. I think a lot of people didn't like that EP because it was like, just a bunch of... It didn't feel like it had a cohesive tissue. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think yeah, you get that with a full... Because he's only sort of released just full effort. He's not like... Yeah. He hasn't given away, like, I guess, songs that stand on their own. When you when you listen to Party Next Door, you listen for the full package, and you sort of...
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure the Kalani freestyle is going to go on the next project. Because if you, if you think about it, anything he's ever released as a Lucy always ends up on the project. Anyway. Right,
0: right absolutely um but let's moving so in terms of that i mean we usually do we give a star system here or okay. carlos does chop cheeses um well i would give the weekends album probably about i'd say a solid 3 stars out of 5 yeah out of 5
1: yeah i, I give it the same rating it's it, it's a solid effort i feel like um if he could have cut down on the on the year old stuff, like I'm in I'm in California, they play they play often. The hills mm-hmm. earned it and can't play can't put my face literally every hour on the hour. So like a, a big chunk of that album is pretty much unlistenable unlistenable to me right now. Right. Even within the context of the album, those songs don't fit.
0: No. No. Not at all. <laughs> at all. I think he's gonna have. I think. Um, he's got other songs and he's got Acquainted and Shameless and just yeah. like other songs. I think this, if, if he wants to, this album can have a very long shelf life in terms of yeah. just like on the radio. Like you'll be here for, he'll be here for the rest of the year. Maybe even some of 2016, if he wants to, he's got that Al- song with Ed Sheeran. Like that's, that in itself is going to live on the radio. Yeah.
1: he, he He's going to be around for a while, but three stars is where I, I would, I would put it at. I, I, and I would, and even if I had to do the star system, we'll probably end up around the same as Land. Right. But I, I, I still don't think he's made that that next step. But I, I respect the fact that he's gone pop without changing too much of how he sounds. Mm-hmm. Because this is this is a dude that I feel like the way that his songs are written now, he can make a Justin Bieber song sound like a weekend song. If right. that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's, he's done it plenty of times before. Um, yeah. The weekend, oh, now i got to pull up this. The weekend, this weekend, and I just briefly want to talk about this, I guess. um, The weekend will be performing this weekend. You see how I did that. uh, At the VMA's um, first, I guess, not sort of major performance, but just like, you know, his first VMA's performance. And the VMA's this year is very, very surprising because, like, I don't think a lot of people are even close to anticipated for it. As uh, no. Not even close, not even excited, Not n- nothing. Usually, you know, I- I've, since, like, I guess, I don't know, just becoming more critical on music, I'm not even into the awards. I think, you know, just, like, the actual awards they give out, I'd say largely every award doesn't matter to me except a Grammy, and Grammy has What some. are
1: they? What, what that, that's the thing, like, what, what are the awards
0: this year? The <laughs> awards are, let's see, let's like,
1: see. Who are the shoe like, <laughs> I, I, meant, I meant that, like, rhetorically. Like, I'm like, what are they? What are they? What are they it's almost it's like, the, it's like the movie award. Yeah. Like the VMAs are, are are literally a you have to watch it now to get it. Or there used to be a you had to have watched it the night of to get it now. Absolutely. But with memes, with memes and stuff, it's going to get run into the ground before the second airing. Man. The same night. Miley Cyrus
0: <laughs> is hosting it.
1: Miley Cyrus.
0: Yeah. That's That's, I mean... That's enough to tell you, you know, where they're going with this award. Just so, and and, it, and she's just been so extra in just sort of the promotion of it. And And I don't get it personally. I think she's really, I don't know what she thinks she's doing with her brand. But I think she's like a virus just like killing her own brand just by how there's no rhyme or reason for anything she does. There's no mm-hmm. sort of semblance of, like, quality or anything like that. She released Bangers, and that was... She released that as, at a very, very popular time, and we can't, you know, stop, and, like, Wrecking Ball was moving great. But just, like, I can't understand anything of what she's doing. She's just going so left. This is kind of like Nicki Minaj's second album, Um <laughs> where, do you remember... um I remember she performed. Revenge. Yeah, she performed at the Grammys. This like yeah. thing, where she's like dressed like as the Pope and all this stuff, and it was just so left and out that there. Was
1: Nicki, that was Nikki That was Nicky thinking she could do whatever the fuck she wanted to after that first album.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it just didn't. I, I can't. But, but I mean,
1: but but you talk about Nicki Minaj and and Miley together. Yeah, perhaps the biggest question mark and the biggest thing that people want to talk about is the fact that those two were beat or Miley had some comments about Nicki Minaj not being nice and turning the turning the uh, turning females against each other and making everything a race issue and stuff like that. Like that if anything on Sunday, that's gonna be the most Excited, hyped part of the of the show, other than Kanye being up there uh, ten years after Katrina. Yeah, that's like,
0: that's bold. That's I mean, a uh, bold of her at least. I don't know, I just just in terms of just like saying that. But it, yeah, it, that Kanye West is, I guess, nominated for the Video Vanguard Award, which uh, means as
1: much as me winning a perfect attendance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, yeah, you. It's I. There's not a lot of like. It's cool i say, like, a VMA. It's cool if I win one. Like, if I win one, I got a VMA. That's cool. I mean, everyone, you know, just in terms of just music history, it's been out for, like, the past 20, 25, almost 30 years. It's music history. But in terms yeah. of it, just the value of it now, it's it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to be nominated. It doesn't – I'm not excited necessarily to be nominated. I think the last time they even, you know – they gave up in terms of just, like, when they gave up being really music and just focused on, you know, reality shows and entertainment television is when they really, really lost people with this VMAs thing. And they've eliminated so many categories. Best rock still rock video is still there. And I don't know about the popularity <laughs> of rock music over the past 10 years, but it hasn't even been close to, like, <laughs> any... 1999. Yeah, it's just, like, man. And now, just... I'm trying to look with who's performing, but it's not even like an all-star group of performers. You got the, Demi
1: Lovato, Demi got, Lovato, Ahab in a rock band. You've got Weekend. You've got uh, Macklemore
0: uh, and Ryan Lewis. Yeah. Um, who <clears throat> else is performing?
1: I think Pharrell is performing. Yeah, he's, Pharrell's performing. It, bewilderingly, he's performing. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they got two secret acts that I guess will that will be announced. Nicki today. Minaj uh, is
0: opening the show. Justin Bieber is performing his new single. Yeah. Um, yeah, not all that. This is very, like, very... I'm not typically, you know, I'm not really excited for. I'm usually excited for the performances. I love I love watching performances. That's literally what that's I all,
1: That's all it is. Because if you remember, the last pop in VMAs was 2012... When Beyonce announced her pregnancy, yeah, uh, that was they a did huge Otis. One. They did Otis on on stage. They did Otis, and Lil Wayne released Carter Ford after the show, after the um after the show was over. Oh came man, off, that was so a great was one, yeah, yeah. Like that was the last pop in VMAs was 2012.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Last year, um, last year they had that. Uh, I just remember that performance with um and Nicki Minaj. She was doing the Anaconda, Anaconda. With um Jesse J and and then she did with the song they released together last year, Jesse J and Ariana Grande. I just yeah. remember um Justin Timberlake also did the reunited with NSYNC last year.
1: That oh, was a yeah. that
0: was a big popular thing. Go ahead. But
1: are we talking? Are we talk? Okay, okay. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Are we talking about this today? Like we talked about um, Michael Jackson kissing Lisa Marie Presley almost twenty years ago. As,
2: yeah.
0: You're right.
1: Or or Chris Rock absolutely skewering everyone in his opening monologue in 1999.
0: I need to see that one again. They need to play old VMAs. If they played the 1999 VMA during <laughs> in place of 2015, I think oh, that
1: w- oh were you when that, when that one
0: was i was weird. nine i'm that's pretty it's easy to count i was born in 1990 so like any year that ends with the number <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm like i was nine 1999 i was nine i remember yeah. that like i remember that clear as day i remember all- The
1: 99 the 99 vmas was like our was our everything yeah like, it was- it was our everything back in that day. Like it was, it was the perfect encapsulation of everything that had happened in the '90s and everything that was popular and everything that would that would be to come. And these are moments that we still talk about to this day. People,
0: it, and when are, you show, they're
1: not talking about the 2014 VMAs,
0: right? When you show like a montage of 1999 VMA, everyone remembers just like you know Diana Ross touching Lil' Kim's titty. Yeah, uh, that that moment in itself, and everyone sort of remembers that. It's just was moments... that the one with the
2: Eminem performance too?
0: Um, yeah, where they had I don't know if it was the one with like a million Eminem was it?
1: Was that the or was that the movie awards?
0: No, I think that might have been the movie awards. Let me look this up. I'm like it's like right here. Um, let's see, let's see. Gosh, performances. Who's that kid? Oh, Kid Rock performed with um. Run DMC and Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. Lauren Hill performed. Backstreet Boys performed. That was huge. Um, Fat Boy Slim, Praise You. I just remember that being a kid and just being like, what the hell? That is- was one
1: of the biggest songs like out at that moment. Yeah. Damn, I'm, fucking, I'm old as shit. All right, we got to talk about
0: shit. I remember watching that Fat Boy Slim performance, and I was like, I don't get Fat Boy Slim. I was nine. I was like, I don't get Fat Boy Slim. Um, <laughs> Britney Spears and NSYNC performed together. Like, Baby Hit Me One More Time and tearing up my heart at the same time. Oh, And that's when Justin was fucking. (laughs) Eminem, Dr. Drain, Snoop Dogg performed, um, My Name Is, Guilty Conscience, and Nothing But a G Thing.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the, the greatest VMAs of all time. Like, greatest.
0: Absolutely. Greatest. It was just, and now they don't, they don't create those moments anymore. The last moment was, I guess the last moment they wanted to bring up was, um, just the raunchiness of that. Remember that Robin Thicke, Miley Cyrus,
1: sort that was of fucking nothing. That was nothing. That was that was nothing to me.
0: <laughs> that was nothing. Ah oh, man, just like the nude and then the hand and then the all that. That's what they tried to do with it. I think that was the last one, but I don't know. It's just it's it's lost so much significance. I admire um, the greatest award show of the year, and believe it or not, is the BET Awards. Just yeah, of course just cuz they do i mean it's so much for the culture they really really appreciate their culture and appreciate where they coming from they'll do tribute but so that's the
1: thing though art the like bt's culture all culture is everyone's culture now right so there's no there's no it's not it's not a surprise that that is the most popular award show of the year cuz MTV has it's, has lacked culture for almost a decade now that mm-hmm. they don't even know what what's really cool and what's popping so like when you when you think, oh man, BT had a lot of moments this year, or they had a lot of moments that people go back to, a lot of funny little faces that we meme and shit like that. That's because that black Twitter culture mm-hmm. is a is a lot of regurgitated stuff from the '99 VMAs, right. from the you know all those VMAs of the past when MTV had a great pulse on black culture in itself. Right now, and and this is what Nicki Minaj is talking about, and, and that Miley Cyrus failed to understand. There is no culture like that. None. Yeah, it's, so it's 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 just it, you can tell that it was creatively bankrupt because they haven't called Chris Rock back in years, and <laughs> if they did call Chris Rock, he probably he probably said no. So they they picked Molly Cyrus. Right. This is a, this is a station that doesn't play videos. They play Pink Wolf. They play uh, edited to hell movies, and they play <laughs> a whole. They play the Screen Television series, which is a great show, by the way. It's but like, I mean, this is like look at this this channel. It's nothing. Right. It's nothing.
0: It's, it's crazy. I don't know. It's I just I just did a shoot on MTV. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. You know, we we're gonna make this. We're gonna make this a thing. And it, it, surprisingly <laughs> not. You're like uh, I I forgot to mention this at the beginning. You're the first guest that we've had on more than once. <laughs> so,
1: oh man. So you're in
0: two. Saying, but- yeah, you're in two bell history. it's
1: because I asked. It was because I asked to
2: come back on this. Show. No, no. It was, well,
0: it was, so it was a lot of people have asked to come back on the show <laughs> and <laughs> just haven't made it back as of yet. This is no, this is no shot to the previous guest, but they just haven't made it back up yet. We're, we've been supposed to get this, I guess, to come back. Um, schedules haven't been lining up, and all this different things. Some people are trapped out still in Florida. Um, but
1: <laughs> well, well, thank God. Yeah, thank it's God it, that it's only like 4 p.m. over here
0: yeah and it's like 8 p.m. over here but um yeah. uh like yeah that's sort of the, the just the mtv movie video music awards this weekend we're probably all gonna watch um are we, we're all gonna watch we're all gonna be there we're all gonna have our finger on twitter they're gonna be promoting twitter like hell um the performances will be there. I don't think a lot of people are really excited for it. Not even just even the performances are what really draws people, and people are not even really excited for that. Like a, Justin Bieber isn't like a, a like a performer performer in terms of like ah, I need to see a Justin Bieber performance. He's not like yeah. he does. He's not really spectacle or entertainment. All of that I don't even him dancing just seems kind of forced. Like he dances because it's like it goes with his music and just the image of that.
1: It's, yeah, it's, yet again he's he is inspired by the Justin Timberlakes. Right. Who are inspired by us. So, I mean... It's-
0: Absolutely. And, 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 and they have Macklemore performing the new single. How do you, have you listened to the single? Absolutely not. Moving on. <laughs> I listened to the single, but I love it. Uh, We'll, we'll definitely move on because it's not much to talk about. Um, yeah. So, that's in terms of the VMAs. Um, I also, we, Wanted to talk about um, just a trifecta of news, just in terms of these n- new artists coming out. So over the last couple of weeks, we've had MacKonen re- talk about how he's you know he's about to release his debut album. I'm not sure if he he's released a name or anything. Um, Travis Scott, whose next album should be out, ne- whose album should be out next week, so I believe that's September 4th, um, Rodeo, and Fetty Wap has now. Um, now uh announce his album you know i i believe it is called fetty wap will yeah, we'll, we'll drop um september 24th or 25th i forget 25th
1: yeah i actually uh funny funny enough um young thug was scheduled to drop on the 25th uh because he was scheduled to drop this friday yes and they moved it to the 25th and i'm guessing that 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 uh that isn't going to happen, but it's clear. I, I have to. Hand Would you it to be
0: surprised if it did happen?
1: <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I don't know anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'd be surprised. I'm not. I'm not surprised that it's getting pushed back again. I think October is a better month for Young Thug. Yeah. But um, I I have to hand it to 300. Um, it's clear that Young Thug and Fetty Wap are there. Two. They're two guys. Mm-hmm. They're the two guys that they're pushing. Um, but I, I think that they've, they've, they've in the past week. oh, What a surprise! They've actually made him seem like he's a, a, a viable star, and they, they put they put you know the whole house behind him. The the album artwork looks great. I yeah, it looks, it, like looks a, amazing, it looks fantastic. It
0: looks fantastic. Yeah, he's got four singles in the top ten hip hop charts, which yeah. is like unprecedented, and it's and yeah. it's his first time out. Well, I, I, I don't the formula for him. I. It's, Man, like it's it's just so surprising. Just uh, it's it's surprising to me. I thought was
1: gonna the be what for him. The, the formula for Fetty Wap is to, it's gonna be the same formula for 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 a Thug, and the formula for for Fetty Wap is talk to the women,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the formula for Thug is to talk to the kind of like the the between guys that are kind of. And it's it's funny that I'm saying this, but. but Thug is gonna talk to the, the in between people who aren't really super hip hop fans, but they're all but they're super fans of other genres, right? Because Thug can can it can he's like an interloper. He can go into really anything. He can be that Andre. Not not don't before anyone kills me for this. <laughs> I'm not saying he's like this guy, but right. he can be that Andre 3000 type that brings people to his other more rougher types of music and, and, and realities it, the songs like pacifier and paradise and uh the jamie xx song good times have carried a lot of people and they've become fans of him because they are really melodic right it's, it's so like they they're doing a great job uh pushing those two and, and thug is going on tour and betty is currently on tour with chris brown I have nothing to like. This, I, I make this like a weekly thing. I have nothing to complain about. Three hundred records with right now, or three hundred entertainment.
0: Good for that. That's a. It's a good week when you. <laughs> it's a good week. Yeah, yeah, it's a good week. Um, but yeah, they're all coming out. They're all coming out with their first like debut albums. And it's, the the reason I wanted to talk about it is just because it it feels so much more different now. Like I remember, I'm. I mean, not to say that this is, like, you know, an old adage or something, but, like, debut albums were a big deal. Like, especially when you have artists like these who've had hits. I mean, not so much Travis Scott, but, you know, he's he's there. He's, like, he's noticeable. He's produced hits. He's, he's, he's part of Kanye. You know, he, he's, you know, part of the sound of Kanye and things like that. He's out yeah. there. Whereas, like... N- these big th- these debut albums don't necessarily just have the feel of like a debut album, like the first the first time you're hearing of it, and 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 maybe it's because they've dropped all this material prior to it. Um,
1: yeah, it's because we've gotten too much shit. I mean, uh, if Daisy for would have been his album, uh, that would have been a that would have been a good move. I think that I think that album would have lasted into this year, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Hold on, uh, okay people are texting me during this. Um <laughs> um but yeah, I just wanted to sort of bring that forward. It, their albums are coming out. I'm really looking forward. I guess now looking slightly forward to September just cuz like this has been a sort of dry August. In terms of just all the music, you know, that have come out. I mean, Dr. Dre's album came out, but I I I'll be honest, I don't really listen to Compton anymore.
1: I don't listen to Compton at all. Yeah. Um I, it, it we needed it we needed this month. We needed this month yeah. because July was fucking Stupid. We needed this month. July was ridiculous. I I never want to live in a month like July 2015 ever again. Literally everything happened in July. Hulk Hogan was outed as a racist. Roddy Piper died.
2: Um, like
1: there was a Drake and Meek Mill beef. Like literally everything happened in July, dude. Like Nicki Minaj and Taylor Swift went at it. Like, the, like it, it was every single day there was something new.
0: So much, so much of the, the, the websites and the blogs, so much traffic, peak traffic month in July. I, it had to Hell be. Yeah. It had to be. Meek Mill and Drake fuse, just like, it, what's bigger than that? Especially continuing following that and how long they kept that moving on. Yeah, um, yeah but that's all, I guess that's all I want to talk about for music, I guess. We, we've had these four, sort of 45 minutes dedicated to music. Um, oh,
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I will say this about those three albums. Go ahead. I, th- I think, I think is gonna have a pretty decent album. I think McConan might surprise us, and mm-hmm. I, and I think Rodeo is going to be pretty bad. You think Rodeo is gonna be pretty? B- I, mean, I guess people why, are running. Why do you think it's gonna be good? Why do you I think love Days be
0: Before good? Radio Rodeo. Did I? I love days before. But, but do you? But like, what do
1: you think it's going to be like? Do you think he's going to like rap good?
0: Nah, no. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it'll sound good. I mean, it'll sound pretty cool to me. I think I'm thinking more of his sound. If I'm, I'm definitely not going to a Travis Scott um, album for what he says. <laughs> <laughs> not going for what he says. I'll just be straight up honest with you. Just in terms of just like content, like a, he's not the voice. I mean, he's the sound. Of maybe you know the people who support him, but in terms of just the voice, just like if he's the voice, I'd be, Houston, we have a problem. But just like it's it, just the sort of the abstracts. I'm really, really days before rodeo. Skyfall must have been one of my favorite songs last year. <laughs> um, but, but young thug made. But that. young thug made the song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna be real. Like when I, I saw them in concert, I saw them both in concert, and nobody was like when thugs part came on it was like boom like everyone was was hooked like because that's because but that just goes to show that he can grab an audience i I don't know what audience the the thing about travis scott is that he's still i don't care what anybody says he's still very much an indie artist i I don't i don't think that anybody outside the internet knows or cares about this guy
0: right absolutely (laughs) you're you're on
1: it fuck yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know a lot of people that, that that would be like, oh man, I'm waiting for this because at the end of the day, he hasn't given us a nothing, considering or even resembling a hit.
0: Nah, not Robert. even close. It's a, it's, it's like I don't know. And, and that goes back to my point, just in terms of just releasing these albums, and it, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like you know how it should feel, especially when a debut album comes out. This is the album you've been working on your entire life. Like,
1: well, nobody cares about, nobody cares about Travis. Nobody cares about Travis. People right. are kind of, people are kind of sour on, um, on McConan because they realize that, I mean, McConan is McConan. Right. And Fetty, Fetty Wap is, I think when, once we get more to September and into the month, and we start hanging a little bit more about what, what's on the album, I think that's definitely out of the three, the most hyped of all of them.
0: But definitely, cl- clearly. But I feel like also don't like. I don't know who Fetty Wap is, and I think the investment in the, them as a person plays a plays a huge, huge role. He has these great songs. I think his songs have just been just like overtaken everything. But in well, to term- be
1: fair, to be fair, we don't know anything about any of the three of them.
0: <laughs> That's true i guess like i i well I you know well I, you know like travis scott is a maniac
1: <laughs> is is he i saw him get beat up on camera he doesn't seem kind of he doesn't some yelling to at
0: yelling at people you know yelling at photographers and like inciting riots and things like
1: that these that's his gimmick though Milo. that's his gimmick that's not his, that's not who he is as a person that's the gimmick right and at the end of the day like what I feel like is it? I feel like Fetty Wap is a person. I feel like he is a person that you can talk to. He's somebody that we we know already. A year ago, had nothing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We we know that he is he is somebody who came into fame extremely quickly. We there's a lot of stories that and and different things we could we could say about Fetty Wap. There's a lot of things we can say about McCone and You still, I mean, he's making a different type of music that's kind of cresting on radio right now i feel like he could go edm he could go dance he could go anywhere he's somebody that could go a lot of places travis scott is in this one note asap rocky prog rap shit Mm -hmm. that has been popular since like 2012 when uh i guess asap's first mixtape came out he's been bouncing off of that and now he's taking atlanta as a muse when atlanta's sounds are moving past what he's doing right now so I don't know. I feel like he's less. He's he's less of a person. Mm-hmm. Not like as a like you know not like I know him as a person, but I mean, as far as what we know him, he's less of a person than the other two.
0: Oh right. I mean, I, in terms of just I guess rodeo, I'm I'm interested in what I'm gonna. You know, I'm interested. I'm interested. <laughs> That's all I can say right now. I'm interested. I I want to hear it. I well, definitely... I'll tell you
1: this. I'll tell you this, and 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 you, you guys can hold me to this next week. I've, I've, this is just from what I've heard some people that have heard it mm-hmm. there's a lot of features Kanye's got a verse and it's really long and there you go <laughs> <laughs> let's move
0: on from that I want to leave it just as that I definitely want to I definitely leave it just as that so everyone's mind is sort of like stirring from that um we've dedicated these 50 music 50 minutes to music now yeah. um let's talk. let's talk about wrestling so if you're in, if this is the if this is the part where you you know shut off the podcast that's cool if you want to join our conversation on this cool wrestling shit that's been going on um pl- feel free to join ahead. please do not click you know pause or whatever or move on to the you know next K song that shows up on SoundCloud since um but yeah it's let's Let's talk about the I guess the past week and a half. It's been like really I guess the biggest obviously the biggest week since
1: WrestleMania 31. Absolutely. Um All right. Did you get the big the big WrestleMania feel from this weekend? I was
0: there. So yes. <laughs> I was there. I was in like I've n I felt the same way. I guess now I was older appreciated. Um the last time WrestleMania was in New York City was in two thousand and four for WrestleMania twenty. Oh well no 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 crap. It wasn't it wasn't really in New York City, it was in New Jersey. Screw that. Um WrestleMania twenty eight. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't count that. <laughs> but, like, the last time I felt like a real WrestleMania presence in the city was WrestleMania 20. And I remember getting so excited for it. And I remember getting so, you know, amped for it. And I wasn't even going. I just knew it was in New York City. It was in Madison Square Garden. This mm-hmm. was the same sort of feel I got for SummerSlam over the past weekend. Only the difference between now is I'm old enough to appreciate it. Like I'm old enough to buy my tickets and go because uh, my family in the past we could never afford to go to wrestling events. We could never afford to do any sort of cool shit. Like I didn't have video game systems until I was like old enough to afford it. But yeah, <laughs> that, that's
1: respectable. Though. That's that's respectable that you're able to you you work for you know which for what you earn. Right. You know? Absolutely. Because I was the same way. I was absolutely the same way. So it's like whenever I get a chance to 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 live these types of things. I'm, I'm there, you know? So I I I was jealous of you for being able to be a part of that cuz I, I I wasn't able to be a part of the WrestleMania season this year, but
0: Right. It's SummerSlam was so um I mean it wasn't I th- I think they're still trying <laughs> to keep um, WrestleMania at this elite level. It's not like for SummerSlam they had an access or, you know, you know big events. Like, you know, usually they have the 2K reveal. I guess they had a party this year. But usually they yeah. have the 2K reveal in a ring and they announce a roster and a bunch of wrestling fans around while they watch, you know, wrestlers ad-lib in the ring and, 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 and announce um, rosters and things like that. But this had a... Th- it was close enough. It was close enough. They're not doing this with Survivor Series They're not doing this with the Royal Rumble. SummerSlam has become the summer WrestleMania and it felt, felt really, really good in the city just from personal experience. But I don't, I don't think they would, it would be a bad
1: idea for them to, to to do that for Survivor Series. You know? Like, have I, a big deal. Make it a big deal. If
0: they if they made, yeah, if they made all four pay-per-views seem like a bigger deal than, like, su- su- I think Survivor Series is honestly the, the red-headed stepchild of the entire Big Four because they give very little, very, very little attention well, to it's Survivor it's literally,
1: Se- it's literally only there because it's a whole, it's legacy. It's, it's yes. grandfathered in. I'm pretty sure if they could come up with another name for it, they would. But, so, it's the mystique of Survivor Series. It's is there going to be another Montreal? You know, is there going right. to be another Montreal? Or
0: right, or the the big team match? I last last year Survivor Series just it was promoted entirely by the Authority versus Team Cena, and the undercard was the drizzling shit. Like,
1: yeah, it yeah was, but, but oh my god, I, I, like that fucking Team Cena match was forty minutes, and it was probably one of the best matches. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. That was the that made me realize that one made me realize Cena was taking sort of a real step back when he yeah. didn't when he didn't he wasn't the the savior for the entire team. They gave that you know honor to Ziggler, and now Ziggler's out here having double count outs with um with Rusev on SummerSlam, which I did.
1: Was i a, was out here taking niggas holes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was, that? I he, I I didn't. I really, really like this Rusev and Ziggler feud, and I'll say it's it's about seventy percent of Rusev because he's a hilarious. <laughs>
1: he's fucking you. Did you see his tweet? I today? saw his
0: tweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so so if, unless anyone's seen this, um, Rusev has a t- Rusev constantly trolls Lana on Twitter at all times. The like, Storm tweet. <laughs> yeah, like, like today he was in Florida. And there was a storm, like, there was clouds. He took a picture of clouds, and he was just like, oh, it's such a gloomy day in Florida. Look at Lana. She's casting spells. Witchcraft. <laughs> I, I died, bro.
0: He's so funny. Just, like, take the fish. Take it. I mean, that that alone, just, like, he's, like, so, like, oh, man. Just, like, not, like, trying to be funny, but just, it's, it's still, he's, I think he, There's a sense of, like, he's putting comedy into this. He knows what he's doing. But, like, he's not trying too hard. It's not like, you know, John Cena throwing out a joke or, you know, Triple H throwing out a joke and burying somebody in in the process or something like that. But, like, this feud had, like, this was a feud and it's a complete almost a complete contrast to like the Randy Orton Sheamus feud where there's nothing you don't know what's the motivation you don't know why they're fighting why they're still fighting you know I mean they obviously have some sort of conflict but you don't know why it keeps on for so long
1: these motherfuckers these motherfuckers fight every every year yeah, for some damn reason and no one knows but like i don't know man I, who thought who would have ever thought that rusev was fucking funny as shit yeah I, I certainly didn't
0: i i i agree and i guess it took him i mean separating from lana to do this i mean i don't know i think he would have he's still doing that eventually but that that feud had so much behind it and i think they just sort of squandered it with the double counter i know they're continuing it i know i guess um Dolph Ziggler just coming back from doing the movie the week before SummerSlam. But I think they could have really gone the distance with this match in terms of it just being a real war. A real This is like in terms of everything on the card besides, you know, the match that was too big for WrestleMania somehow. Um, but it's just like that had the most like, you know, blood and feud oh, yeah. and. And story behind it—that was the most animosity. He took his girl, and you know he's getting back, and he and he crushed his throat, and he like he comes back and saves the woman, and it's just, it was just this big story. You got behind, the crowd got behind the Ziggler.
1: The cr- I'll, I'll give it this. I'll give the match this. Um, I definitely felt like it was great up until that double kind That that match could have been. A, it was like a what a three match show. Yeah, it could have been. A, it could have been a four match show if that one
0: absolutely pulled it out. Absolutely. But,
1: we all knew, and like we said two weeks ago, we knew where this one was heading. Anyway, with the, with the double, with the, with the, um, with the double countout tag match, with yeah. the mixed tag match. I'm sorry, right? Like right. next, uh, the next month they not a champions more than likely. But you know how parody booking works. They, you, you're, they're still trying. They're still attempting to, to keep Rusev strong,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even though they they make him lose on SmackDown. Right. But like.
0: They keep him I, tucked I, away I, where no one watches to see him lose.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they're they're constantly trying to keep themselves strong, but they they're you know you know how parody booking works with the WWE. I right. Mean, nothing was lost from the from the from the Randy Orton and Sheamus match because the next damn the next damn night he got his win back. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, 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 it was it was stupid, and then not to mention that this is something that wasn't that there wasn't. It, it, we're still in the, the first match of SummerSlam. So we haven't yeah. talked about NXT
0: yet, but. You talk about like, NXT after, uh, that was a... Yeah,
1: that that was the night of the... That was the show of the weekend, yeah. but... um and, and this is not to say that SummerSlam was bad. I, I love SummerSlam, but Shane was one with two bro kicks. That's a face-ass... That's a face-ass um ending. Yeah. Like, ooh, like, like what? <laughs> that's a...
0: That's a... Yeah. I'd say that... And, and it's more... Not so much, like, a, you know, the face ending, but it was so defined. Like, it's it's a it's a bold statement. Yeah. To, like you beat him with the bro kick. And then again, it's a bold statement in terms of just like, yo, I really like, there's no way around it. He didn't necessarily come out of nowhere and surprise him. He didn't pull any sort of tricks out his bag. He He, he beat him straight clean up with two bro kicks right to the
1: face. Um, Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know who is booking this, who booked some of the finishes here. Like I think the only one, and we can argue with this all day, the only finish that really made sense to me was uh, or Cesaro Owens because there it, was, you had to you had to give Owens that win.
0: Did it? Kevin Owens came off of a ladder match, just a yeah. ladder match the previous night, and then he like th- I, I I didn't like how he just I guess he showed no real fatigue. He, he 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 didn't show like the war the war wounds of that ladder match, and he came out of a ladder match last night. I granted it to see he won. They're, they're continuing to move forward with Owens, but I could have seen Cesaro getting the win and Kevin Owens getting it later on and still being like they're obviously their focus is on Kevin Owens. I honestly yeah. think Cesaro might get his later down the line, but they're not really they're not really sw- sweating Cesaro right now. They're not really focusing on Cesaro right now, um, yeah. but you know what? It, it's cool. It's, it's it's fine. Kevin Owens get his win. Um, they continue plowing forward with him, even on NXT, everything like that. Um, what did you think? I, I guess in terms of just uh, what you were talking about in terms of the booking, the the divas match, the team PCB, team Bella, team Bad, awful. It's,
1: it's so, so, j- just ah. Uh. Because you you know what, and, and they and we know what they still have not learned from this, and you know what, you know what's crazy about WWE right now, the Div if the divas was 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 like on point. We're all be watchable every week right now. Absolutely. They they're on all cylinders right now. I feel like the storytelling and, and, and has been great since July. Mm-hmm. Since after on um, Battleground, it's been it's been pretty good. Um the thing they don't understand is they're still they're they're not not that they're not listening to us. I I understand they want to push Becky and Charlotte right now.
2: Right. And they want to
1: push Sasha in this heel role because you know the heel has to lose these women are trading wins. These women are, are literally having no, little to no promo time. And, I'm, of course, this would change you on Raw and not a me uh, segment on Monday. Mm-hmm. But they, there's no reason to care. No. And I said this on Twitter. I was like, don't get mad at the crowd. No. It's not their fault.
0: It's they not their no fault. They have
1: no reason to care about these women. They have no reason to care about these women. It's the not. NXT, the- they, they, they are given a reason to, to care because it's, it's about good and evil. The, the main basis of wrestling. Now you've given us three factions of people that they, fans kind of want to cheer with Sasha. Right. That they don't want to cheer at all with. The, they're, they're just tired of the Bellas altogether. Absolutely. And there's no way around it. They're tired of them. And it's I the think, off for her. I
0: think, um I don't know if you read it, but Landstorm gave the perfect, the perfect, perfect breakdown of all of this in terms of he's like, it's not the crowd's fault. It's not even the performer's fault. It's the performer. It's the fault of whoever's booking this. Whoever is, has the creative control of this. And yeah. I think if they and they're they're doing a disservice to the Bellas. Not to say you know the Be- They're doing a disservice to the Bellas by continuing to focus on them. It doesn't yeah. make them fresh. It doesn't make them. It doesn't make them. There's no sort of real strong feeling to them because. And then you have on Monday night where. Pretty much, after Team PCB wins, Nikki Bella comes out and says, "Wins and losses don't matter. I'm still the Divas Champion." Yep. The Divas Championship.
2: Right. No, she said, "She said
1: wrestling doesn't matter." <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> that's it's, in, it's insane. After what she's been preaching that you know they've gotten better and all this other stuff and like, oh, we deserve a chance. And then she says all of this, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, wh- this is insane. I couldn't believe it." So, but on
1: the Summerslam, but but on the Summerslam match. You 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 take out Sasha. I mean, gr- granted, good on them that she wasn't she wasn't pinned. Great job, right? Because if she was pinned, they would have turned on this match even worse, right? But you 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 get you get Team Bad out of there in in a very non competitive way within what four minutes of the match. Right. Then you get another fifteen minutes of it or something like that, where it's just it's just there. It's, and and yeah. not to mention that, like, I don't think Charlotte's taking advantage of this opportunity like Becky has mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say that right now I, think, right. I feel like Becky is, is far and away looking better even though she isn't looking that much better because she's botching pinfall still right <laughs> but um, it, I, I just think that this is another this is another um, I, this is another example of WWE booking coming back to bite, bite them in the ass the same way that it bit them in the ass with Punk and Brian two right. years ago and mm-hmm. that they're trying to push these two people so hard they're flopping and they're not realizing that Sasha's the one they need to be pushing in this right. role.
0: I think, um... Sasha, go ahead. Right. Finish if, your if point. Sasha
1: comes out, if, if Sasha comes out and... and, and when, when is Nikki going to beat AJ's reign? Uh, at the end of September, before Night of Champions, or after?
0: It's probably... It's likely before Night of Champions.
1: If she comes out on Monday and beats Nikki, instant heat on her. Instant, instant heat on her, dude. Right. Like, come on. Why, why are they... Why, like, didn't Sasha beat
0: Nikki clean. She beat Nikki clean. I mean Charlotte is beating Nikki clean. Sasha is beating Nikki clean. It's 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 unfortunate. I think personally this week in terms of um, the exclusion of 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 the the lack of Sasha, I think she was really banged up after that NXT takeover match. That's why I yeah. think she she didn't perform long on SummerSlam. She wasn't on Raw. She didn't really perform on SmackDown either. Usually she'll have a match or something. But I think that match, and we'll talk about it later. Unfortunately, we have about I want to say about like thirteen minutes left. Go ahead, keep going. So, so we'll continue like with this card, but that, and and then NXT takeover. But um, anything else notable? The New Day won the tag team championships again. Excellent.
1: I don't, I don't have, I don't have much else to say other than go see their interview with Michael Cole from this week. Literally the greatest thing that WWE has ever done. This is so funny.
0: It's so funny, and it so defines why why um people. I think people ask. Um, I was listening to Jim Ross's podcast about SummerSlam earlier this week, and people ask why are they supposed to hate? You know, New Day. That's the reason why you hate New Day. They're annoying. They're obnoxious. They're yeah. they're all that sort sure. of stuff. They're funny. Don't get me wrong. They're funny, but this in their very annoying, obnoxious way. And I appreciated how they got. I guess they have their moment of praise, but they got their real comeuppance. When the Dudley Boys debuted on Raw the following night,
1: and good job, good job for WWE for not only doing that because they they will cheer the Dudleys over the New Day. Yes, right now, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 so bad that they have to go back to that because they should they shouldn't be cheering for the New Day at all. Mm -hmm. But New Day's store winner Angle is uh, ironically just like Kurt Angle, and they hated him. Right, you know, so it, it, it was. I, I, it's just an issue with the fan and in, in, in really defining the clear heel and face roles. Mm-hmm. The New Day don't, don't cheat enough. And let, let's just be clear, they don't cheat enough. No, and that's why that's why they cheer them still because they don't cheat at all. They won pretty much clean on Sunday. Yes, yeah. and um and. They're, they're, the sore winner angle is a great angle to, to to prove with them. I think they're doing a phenomenal job. I have really no complaints with them. Other than the complaint that, I've, that I had with them, and I had, a, I had a super complaint with this, but the other match that I'll, I'll just go ahead and bring up right now, I had an issue. I Okay, full disclosure, I think that Rollins-Cena, uh, U.S. title, World Heavyweight Championship match, was the closest thing to five-star match, other than that, that's not from New Japan this year for me
0: other than the but, triple threat match earlier this year that also featured John Cena and Seth Rollins?
1: Oh damn, I think I think this one was better than that. Really? I think it's better than that. This was a pretty good that.
0: this was a pretty good match. Just, but
1: go ahead. I ha- my biggest issue with this, Seth Rollins was a face. Seth Rollins was a face.
0: I don't know if they had an idea to play towards the crowd. I, I knew Kevin Owens was also playing towards the crowd a lot during his match. Yeah. And just like, I don't know if they had, like, they so Kevin knew. Kevin
1: does that. Kevin always does that. And that's that that's that weight shit that I really wish he would stop doing. Yeah. He needs to stop doing that shit. You're not a face. You are a heel. Right. I liked what he did with matches with, like, like Neville, where he, he would put Neville in a, in a headlock for, like, five minutes and shit mm-hmm. like that to draw heat. Right. He doesn't draw heat to himself any, anymore. And I understand he couldn't have done something like that with the allotted amount of time that they had. They had about 15 minutes on mm-hmm. Sunday. But at the same time, you're not supposed to be playing to the crowd. Seth Rollins is playing to the crowd. After he wins, he has a cold face celebration. He's doing flippy
2: shit. He's doing He's way too
0: much flippy shit. Yeah. <laughs> way too much flippy shit. Came out in all white, like the yeah, night and shine. What the like, oh, fuck? Yeah, that, that, that was so. I was like, what? Oh, what? I mean. Okay, it looks cool as hell. Granted, it looks cool as hell. But, like, save that for the face turn. Like, w- what's going on? Um, and don't get
1: me wrong. Seth is going to be an amazing face. He's
0: going to be huge, man. He's going to be he's huge. He's going to
1: be an amazing, because they, cause they care about him. Right. Regardless if they hate him right now, they care about what he says. They care about what he does. Right. So he's going to be a great heel. But um, the, that that match was great. I I didn't have too much of a problem with um, with how they booked it. Uh, with John Stewart right. because um, Especially they booked themselves into a
0: corner. And then it's, yeah, they really, really did. And then the explanation the following night, I mean, it's a little, it's a little um, kooky, but at the same time it kind of makes sense in terms of like, in terms of if you wanted, well, I know they wanted the headline, which is really why they did it. They really wanted that sort of coverage from everybody and they got it from it. But just, um, his, 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 his um, explanation just like, I didn't want to see you tie Ric Flair's, you know, and Ric Flair not giving a shit because he's fucking wasted.
1: <laughs> he's off the Molly. He's
0: off it all right. Then um, let's go into because we have not too much t- more time left. Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. What did you think about the result? Did you or were you cool with how it how it ended? Tell me about I said, it.
1: Oh, I said, I said, oh man, that's bullshit. But I was like, ah. Uh.
0: Yeah, oh, I was in. The, I was. We were live there. I was live there. Well, Carlos wasn't there at the time, but I was live there. Definitely bullshit. Chance after it finished, but I can appreciate one. The only thing that made, didn't make sense, as a lot of people pointed out, is the timekeeper going into business for himself. Yeah, in terms of just ringing the bell, and he's like, "Oh, the match is over. Ring the bell." Like, what? No. Like in every in every call in the history of time, you waited that's for the never referee. Happened. Yeah, you you see a lot of people tapping out when the referee even takes a ref bump, but you don't ring the bell then. Like it it makes no sense. Um, but the replay, I think that's sort of. I thought that was very well done in terms of just like – because only – when I was there live, only like a quarter of the crowd actually saw Undertaker tap out, like yeah. like physically saw him tap out. But that sort of delayed reaction. You had this sort of reaction where it was just like – you were like, what? You were entirely confused, and then just a slow, slow, like, realization. It just hit you when it – and then when it hit you that he did tap out, you were like – oh wow like i person was like
1: wow Were were they mad live were they were they upset
0: they were upset they were upset because the way it was done no one knew what the hell went on we just saw the yeah. bell ring and we were like what the fuck like the, he didn't count to three uh no one tapped and we didn't see most of the crowd didn't see anyone tapped out so we were just like the entire crowd was like what the fuck because it was a great match it was a yeah. really really good match Leagues better than WrestleMania 30, the yeah. the double sit up with the you know the double sit up and the Undertaker laughing at him, Brock laughing and then Undertaker laughing at him, and then from the floor to getting up, they're exchanging slaps and punches. That was a fantastic moment. That was an yeah. amazing moment. It but di- did
1: the did the crowd did the Undertaker come off as a heel to them after it was over? <sighs> that's my big question.
0: Did he come off as a heel? He comes off as he comes off as he didn't deserve the win. I don't know if it's in terms of just he didn't earn that win. I don't know if it's so much of a heel as like kicking someone in the balls, but like he didn't deserve he he got away with it. He mm. got away with it. It's not like he snuck a win. It's not like a thing where, like, you were in the Royal Rumble and the referee didn't see you, so you slid back. Well, I guess it is kind of like that. But it's yeah. not like—it's it, it's it's something that he got away with. He didn't deserve the win. Brock Lesnar beat he, him. He
1: came off his—to me, he's still a face, yes. but he's des- he's desperate, and that's going to turn him into the heel. Right, favorite.
0: right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, but of course he doesn't. He doesn't work on Mondays, so we're not going <laughs> to get that characterization. He's just going to be gone. You Absolutely know? So, right. Uh, uh, I guess we got, we got time to run over, run over. I mean, NXT is a two match show to me.
0: Let's let's run over to NXT real quick because yeah, uh, if if we can run, let, let me just we'll run down the card real quick. We'll give very very short things. Um, Jushin Liger versus Tyler Breeze. How did you feel about that match?
1: Three stars, Tyler Breeze is a star. They need to give him more. Yeah,
0: they really do. It's it's, it's they, they need to, I don't know, give him the. Give him, And in contention for the belt, at least. He's been out yeah. of contention for the belt for a long time. Um, Vault Villains return, re, bring out Blue Pants, which got arguably the biggest pop of the night, Blue Pants. Oh, okay. um, <laughs>
1: I, in well, I mean, televised.
0: <laughs> right, right, televised. Blake Versus Blake and Murphy with Alexa Bliss. Um, three and Vaudev- a half, uh,
1: two and a half, three stars. uh... Don't sign blue pants to a developmental deal, please um, <laughs> better
0: than I thought it was going to be they love the i I don't agree she should be designed either. she's not really like she need to be trained more. um I know a writer named Brandon Stroud very, very highly talks about alexa bliss's face facial expressions' because she has really, really good facial expressions and sort of reactions and things like that. Blue pants doesn't have any of that um, cool. um Apollo Crews versus Ty Dillinger are people um well, are people giving Ty Apollo Crews way too much credit way too early? Yes. Yes. That uh, was
1: that was a, a two star match. Uh, his finish was trash. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like he connected with the crowd really well. Um, I feel like Ty Dillinger was far and away the star of that match. Absolutely. Uh, he gave well, even in it being a squash, he gave Ty too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sold. I need to see more. I'm
0: not sold on Apollo Cruz either. I think um, they really need to give him a program. Likely, it's going to end up being with Tyler Breeze.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's either going to or shit. Do you care about spoilers? I don't. But actually, these, these spoilers don't matter anymore. Actually, because those spoilers had Tyler Breeze and uh, and Owens with the belt beating up Finn Balor. So now that those don't matter, I'm guessing we're going to get a different direction for uh, Breeze. Right. But yeah, it might it might be it might be Apollo Cruz or. Right. um yeah, that might be him.
0: Okay, Samoa Joe defeated Baron Corbin by submission. Ten minute match for Baron Corbin, by far the longest match he's had in NXT and his best performance period.
1: Yeah, uh, I give that one two and a half three stars. Uh, Joe and Corbin, they they're great together. Right. I, I feel like they had a, a big hoss match. Very surprised that Joe went over. Um, um, I they need to give him something too.
0: They need to give him something. Um, I'm a, I talk about um, Samoa Joe had a post-promo after the match. Um, he needs to, I guess, spend some time in the Performance Center and working on developing... Promos. Working on promos, getting away from that sort of indie, e feddy you know, promos, and really, really becoming in character and with feelings and emotions instead of just saying shit. Um,
1: I don't know what's, I don't know what, why he had to talk. I remember when he was in TNA, he didn't say anything. He, he doesn't have to talk at all.
0: He doesn't have to. Um... But uh, I think in terms of just being a major star at the WWE, you have to talk. Yeah. You have to talk. Um, let's get to the main events. Um, Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the NXT Championship. Bailey goes over the champion Sasha Banks.
1: Five-star match. Five-star. Um, greatest. I, I, and I'll say this. My girlfriend doesn't really like... She likes the divas. She likes all that. She likes... Uh, unfortunately, she likes Eva Marie. Mm-hmm. And you know, all of this stuff, she was glued to this match, like, mm-hmm. literally glued to this match, and is, like, Bailey fan now, you know? Like, she really, really liked this match, and that goes to show you that if it can, if wrestling can turn a fan, Right. then they did the right thing. They did something good. Absolutely. So, I mean... It
0: was a fantastic was match, great. top to bottom. The crowd was into it. The crowd was into it. Some the the reactions that are, like, Miked up on the show do not do it any justice the crowd was completely into this match they were unglued when sasha Banks when sasha banks um came out for an entrance huge entrance um when she stomped her hand while had him in the bank statement huge reaction um when bailey won when bailey hit that you know reverse frankensteiner and then with the bailey to bailey to belly Huge, re- names. <laughs> <laughs> Huge reaction and just the, the curtain call at the end with the four horsewomen. Just yeah, a s- that's a
1: moment. That that that's that-, that seg that like that alone is a moment that will be replayed on NXT mm-hmm. and it should be replayed in WWE history. Right. These are the four women that are the pillars for this this company for the next ten years.
0: Absolutely. We got about three minutes left. Let's go Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. Um, uh, four and
1: a half. I give it four and a half. I think it. I think it's so bad that people. I I feel like people need to go back and, and watch that match mm-hmm. because even even after I saw it, uh, even after I saw the women's match, I was like Ugh, on it, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, "Hey, this is really, actually really good." Really,
0: really good paced ladder match. <laughs> not a lot of really, really in terms of one-on-one ladder matches. Um, not it's not that it's not done well in WWE, but it's very, very like they've reached a point where. It, they're done a certain way now. I thought this was really, really paced very, very well. I thought yeah. it told a really, really good story. I, Evan Owens and ba- um, Finn Balor had great offense in it. Um,
1: th- Balor got his ass beat, and I think that was the story of the matches, was that uh, it was clear that this was Balor. And I think people, they, they didn't say enough of this on commentary. Mm-hmm. I, you know, this being Balor's first ladder match, Mm-hmm. was the reason why he was doing so bad. Like, right. he was getting beat- he was getting the shit beat out of him for about 10 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And um, that story was a really good story. They played out. I thought it was really good M- match. It- it's going to get overshadowed, and I don't really think it should, but it's understandable why it did. Right. Um, ben dollar going over... I-, I feel like they fucked up the last spot where he landed on the ladder and, and rolled off it. Like, you know, he- they had the ladder prop and in the-, in the turnbuckle. Did yeah, you feel yeah. like he was-, he was supposed to coup de grace through the ladder, right?
0: I'm... I'm not sure. I'm 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 honestly not sure. I expected a back body drop, honestly, or a power bomb, but it's uh yeah. I I I I don't know.
1: It was a weird ending because it it required Owens to roll into the middle of the ring, right? For him to hit the coup de grace. Oh right,
0: like, right, right. You're right. I
1: don't think I I don't think that Owens was supposed to fall off the ladder, but the way that the way that his weight is set up. He bounced off of that
0: motherfucker. Gotcha. We got about like I'd say about 27 seconds left. We're, I'm all I'm recording this in a great way. Thank you, Justin, for coming through. This has been a great podcast. Thank um, you. Thank you for being you know the extra belt today, the hold of the two <laughs> belts. Um, Carlos, we'll be back next week with Carlos. Um, signing off. Anything you want to say, real quick, Justin? Uh, follow me at OG Johnny Five. Thank you. Follow me at Meals TV, and we're out.